Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Always love talking to our next guest. He does an unbelievable job. Uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia, of course, NBC 10 as well. You can check him out. 6, 11 o'clock weekday sports anchor and all kinds of other things that he does. And uh, always, always fun chatting with him. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at NBCS, the one and only John Clark. John, how you doing, my man? Hey, thanks for the shout out. It is so good to be talking to you again. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, John. I I, I appreciate it, man. Um, I wanted to hit you with a couple of things. First off, John was the one who broke the news of Jason Peters going back to right guard. So let's start with that one, John. And there's obviously a lot to, to bite into with Carson Wentz and the team itself. But let, let's start with that. Um, was your sense that that move was made? because they knew that Lane Johnson thing was coming and they wanted at least a veteran presence over there on the right side, or was this bore out of the fact that Jason had really struggled of late? I think it's all connected. Um, first of all, uh, look, Jason is 38, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, he, had the, he had the turf toe, missed, I think, about a month, um, and the turf toe is kind of back from what I'm told, and it's hurting him, and I'm told that, he aggravated it during the Cleveland game, and he had a, he had a bad game. He had a terrible game in Cleveland, uh, and he wound up leaving that game. But he played pretty well the two games before that against the Cowboys and the Giants. Um, so I think they all agree that it's probably best right now uh, to move him into guard uh, where, you know, when you're at left tackle, uh, you're a lot of times on an island. And – uh, he may he may get beat from time to time, uh, and and if Carson is holding on to the ball too long and not getting the ball out quick, then it makes it tougher on the tackles to continue to block. Um, so I think it's a mixture of that. I think it's also you know what, Jordan Mailata, we we want to see if he can be our left tackle of the future. So I think it's a mixture of all that. I am told that that Jason uh, is being affected by the turf toe, and the turf uh, toe is a you know, a tough thing and that it's gotten a little worse this week. So he, he didn't really practice yesterday. It was Nate Herbig for the most part out there, but you know, I'm told that he's going to give it a go Monday night and we will see how it goes. Yeah. He, he's still listed as questionable, John. So, you know, we're all sort of just assuming he's going to be in there at right guard. That's like you said, very much up in the air right now. Who knows at this point? Yeah. I mean, I've been told he's, he's going to give it a go. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he can play through it. Nate Herbig will be there ready to go, but you know, it, it is crazy because uh, I called Elias Sports Bureau and I said, 10 different offensive line combinations in the first 11 games? When is the last time this happened for an NFL team? They were like, 
1987, the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I was thinking about that era of Tampa Bay Bucks football. I believe they had four wins that there that year. So it is never a good thing. I think, you know, beyond quarterback, offensive line is the most important position group in football. Um, so to have upheaval with that and, and bad injuries for the whole season before the season, not good for your quarterback. And I think that's obviously maybe where you start with Carson's issues. Yeah, no question about it. It's a, it's a perfect storm of a lot of different things. That's that's for certain, John. So let's let's dig in because we had some some interesting stuff today. First, an ESPN.com report that said that, you know, Hertz got increased snaps with the ones during practice this week. And then a, a, there was a follow-up story from uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network and NFL.com that said, you know, he's going to get a little bit more time in the game this week as well. Uh, did you sense that that, I mean, Wednesday, Doug's asked and he says, well, is he our starting quarterback? Yeah, today he is. That to me was sort of a, a tip, a little bit of a, you know, a tell, if you will. Uh, did you did you sense that this is where this was headed with, with you know, some of the folks that you talked to? Yeah, look, I mean, with Carson struggling so bad um, and Jalen Hurts obviously being a second-round pick and coming in here with no offseason, it's going to take some time for him to get comfortable with all the concepts and things like that. So I think you might see a natural progression of being able to do a little more with him. Um, And so maybe you're at that point now that you can let him throw the ball a little more and, and run some more plays for him. But I also, in my opinion... I really think this is a little bit of, okay, uh, we're a day before a game. Um, let's uh, let's give Seattle a little something more to think about here uh, as far as, you know, you, you plan all week uh, and, and, and then all of a sudden Seattle's going to see this report and say, oh, okay, man, we gotta, we got to prepare for some more interesting stuff with Jalen Hurts and what he can do. So I think it's a little bit of that, in my opinion. Carson's going to start the game. He's going to play. Um, I thought, my personal opinion, I thought that maybe in Cleveland for second half with no points in the first half and Carson throwing that pick six, maybe Jalen would come in there and you you sit Carson for the second half, kind of like what Andy Reid did with Donovan 12 years ago. You say, Carson, you're our guy, but we're going to give you just, just sit on the sideline for a little bit, take this all in, maybe take some pressure off yourself. I thought that could have happened. It didn't, but... I think you might see that possibly mm-hmm. if Carson continues to struggle the way he has struggled. John, that's exactly the way I envision it. Like, I, I don't think they're going to make this move with the intent that, uh, you know, Green Bay, all of a sudden you're going to see Jalen Hurts. Like, I, I, I almost view it like, it, and it's not a situation where Carson isn't trying, the effort isn't there, but you got to know also, man, that there's some consequences for not taking care of the football, and this may be one of them, and you, you gave the perfect example. I talked about it a little bit earlier, 08. You know, it, it. they did that. They went back to Donovan, and the rest is history. This team doesn't appear to be able to go on that kind of run, but maybe it triggers something in Carson's head that, you know, hey, look, i got to clean this up. I, I think that's probably more the way they view it. And, yeah, is, is there a benefit to getting hurt some real reps where, you know, maybe he's in passing situations, which they haven't used him in all that much. But I think it's more just, hey, wake-up call time for Wentz. Yeah, and look, I mean, I, I had a chance to talk with Kurt Warner this week, and mm-hmm. – I was trying to think last weekend, has there been a quarterback that we can remember who had the level of success Carson did in 2017, and, and he was pretty, pretty darn good last year with really no receivers. Um, so 
I went back and looked, and, 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 you know, Kurt Warner, after MVP of the Super Bowl and an MVP year and 40-some touchdowns and 16 picks, he went through some really tough times with the Cardinals. Uh, the, well, Giants. first of all, with the yeah. Rams, then the Giants and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I was able to get in touch with him. And he said the toughest thing about quarterback is when you, you're supposed to have trust in all of the other players on offense. And when you're given a lot of reasons to not have that trust, you still have to trust them. You have to trust that the offensive line is going to block the guys coming after you. You have to trust that the young receivers are going to be where they're supposed to be, even sometimes when they're not. So I think it's all off. All of it's off. The, 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 the mental clock in Carson's head, feeling pressure from all of the hits and sacks he's taken from all the problems with the offensive line. And then, you're playing with a lot of young receivers and young guys who aren't always in the right spots. And so you see Carson being hesitant. So, you know, I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing for him to just take a step back and, and, and alleviate some of that pressure. And just some of the, I, you always see Carson trying to make the plays that he made in 2017. And he's always looking for the home run instead of looking for the single sometimes, or even the bunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think, I think you, you just have to continue to find a way, and, and they've tried, you know, try to get that ball out quicker, quick decisions instead of so much thinking and trying to look for the big play all the time. Well, I think the other thing, and we're speaking with John Clark, NBC Sports, Philadelphia, and NBC10. John, the, the other thing that was interesting this week was, and was yesterday, Jeff McClain from the Inquirer had the piece that Jeffrey Lurie was none too happy with things, uh, you know, citing him not going to Cleveland, leaving practice early in disgust. You know, I was under the impression really up until reading that, that for the most part, I thought because of the sentimental ties, because the Super Bowl wasn't all that long ago, that they probably run it back in 21 with Doug and Howie, et cetera. You know, now now you start to wonder a little bit. What's your sense of kind of the stability level and, and, and you know, Jeffrey Lurie's mindset towards, you know, the principles there with the coach and the GM? Well, I mean, number one, he's invested uh, 120, 130, whatever it is, million dollars in the franchise quarterback that they think they have and thought they have. And I think that's the biggest thing about this year. Now, you have to determine if Carson Wentz can be your franchise quarterback and all of his struggles, are they because of or partly because of lack of coaching? So, so whether that's uh, you know your your uh, passing game coordinator, whether that's the other coaches, whether that's Doug, I think that's the big determination that has to be made this year, um, because we've seen Carson be a lot better. Uh, so so I think that's number one. You have to determine that. Um, but look, I I I can't speak to that Jeff Lurie didn't go to Cleveland because he was so upset. I mean. He was going to see his 93-year-old uh, mother mm. uh, for Thanksgiving four days after that. So I think it can be uh, a situation where both are true. I mean, Jeff Lurie is 69 years old. Uh, the NFL right now is curtailing some of the members of a traveling party, and maybe he said, I'm going to see my 93-year-old mother. I need to be more cautious and safe. Um, but, yes, also he can be very frustrated and very upset. And I think the number one thing is, what has gone on with the quarterback, and then lack of offense um, because they are big in that. And, and, and over the last couple of years, you have seen the offense go downhill each year. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I, I think 
somebody could pay the price if they continue to play like this for the rest of the year. I absolutely think so, because this has been kind of going in the wrong direction uh, for the last couple years. Yeah, let's face it. They were very fortunate they played in the division that they played the last two years, quite frankly. It could be it could be a three-year playoff drought, if, if not you know, for where they're – where they're residing, John. And, you know, the other thing is I agree with you with Wentz. It's it's pretty scary the way this thing has regressed. And it just seems like they can't figure it out. Like what whatever this setup is with the offensive staff, you know, no entitled at least offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Rich Gangarello's here and Press Taylor's been elevated to the passing game guy and deuces the like it's it I just wonder if there isn't too many voices in the guy's head right now. Yeah, I wonder that too, and I also wonder the different concepts and the different things that each of them was bringing from an offensive standpoint. How tough is it for Doug to try to incorporate all these different things but have a cohesive game plan every week and one that Carson likes and can play well with? But, but, but Rob, I got to tell you, I mean, number one thing is is taking care of the football mm-hmm. and it started against Washington in week one. You're up 17 to nothing with under two minutes left in the half. And Carson was taking too many risky chances. Washington wasn't going to be able to do anything. Then you go back to the night game against the Cowboys. It feels like two years ago now, but it's, it's what three or four <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and, and on the first series, Carson holds onto the ball way too long, gets hit and fumbles the football and, and luckily they won that game. But then you, you look at, at this past week in Cleveland, in a rainy situation, he holds onto the ball too long, floats it to Miles Sanders, and it's returned for a touchdown. You cannot have these. These are things that change the game. They would have two wins at least more if Carson took better care of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could argue in that Rams game, they're driving down the field and he throws the interception to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Um, that was a game changer. In Pittsburgh, they had the turnover that turned into seven points. That's a game changer. Um, but, but the bottom line, they're going in the wrong direction. And if it doesn't turn around, um, there, there's so many questions in the air about everybody and their futures. Yeah, and he's doing things he didn't even do his rookie year. The, these kind of mistakes. Like yeah. the, the, the first example you cited, John, he, the Cowboys game, he rolls to his left. There's nobody there to throw it to, and he's holding the ball. I mean, he held it for about six seconds, and that's that's the thing. The amount of sacks that have been four plus seconds are remarkable. That that is, it's just you, you. There's no clock. Last week, he's in his own end zone. He knows that in in Cleveland, and he and he still holds the ball. It's scary how much he's he's just lost. I I wonder if they can. If they can get him back, man, if they can circle this thing back with him, I really don't know at this point. I hope it – yeah, yeah. God. And, Rob, last year, I mean, you go back and look. I mean, seven interceptions for the entire season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did uh, – he's had a fumble ish, fumbling issue, but you look at the run he made towards the end of the year with, really, you had Deontay Burnett, you had Perkins, you had these guys. You're like, who are these guys out on the field? And he led them to four or five wins to get into the playoffs. So, he can do it. But but I think he's shell shocked. I think I think you said he is lost. Um, and 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 is he trying to do way too much uh, with the ghost of Nick Foles and them drafting Jalen Hurts? And you hate to see if that is the case at all that that he has crumbled a little bit with all of this. But you have seen, you know, over the years of what he can do. So it is shocking. It's stunning to me. But but I look at when people say this team is devoid of talent or this team isn't good enough. No, that's not true. Um, 
quarterback play is absolutely the most important thing in all of sports. And when the quarterback is turning the ball over, I mean, you probably know this, but there's only two teams in football that have turned it over more than Carson Wentz. Two teams. Right. So you can't have it. And that is losing football, and people get fired for that, and, and it changes everything. Last one, John, because I, I love to jump around with you just, just to, to the Phillies for a second. What, what's your sense here with Real Muto? I mean, the, the more and more stuff that you see, you read, it, it's feeling more and more like he's not going to be back. What's your sense with him specifically? Yeah, sadly, I'm, I'm getting that feeling too. You know, the Phillies send out a Thanksgiving greeting and you've got six or five or six Phillies on there and he's not in there. So mm-hmm. um, that's a bad sign. Um, you know, I, I just I just wonder, though, about the economics for all of baseball when last year all of the teams lost 70, 75% or more of their revenue. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking there's only like a team or two that could possibly pay Real Muto um, what he is trying to get as far as like biggest contract ever for a catcher. So, you know, you're worried about the Mets because of what Steve Cohen brings there. But I don't think there's a whole lot of other teams who can do that. Um so if you're talking about a five-year deal for, uh, let's say, $125 million, uh, I, I was bad at math. No, you're right. Um, That's good Temple so math what, right so, there. That's good Delco math out of you, John. There you go. So what is that, $25 million a year? Yes. Um, I think the Phillies can get it done. But if, but if the Mets are coming in and they're offering, let's say, um, five years, $150 million, five years, $145 million, maybe, maybe not. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right now, maybe it's 60-40 that he's not back. But we don't know the landscape. We really don't because of how badly the economics. Baseball was hurt more than any other sport this past, well, this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, right now, if I was to guess, put money on it, he's not back. But we we don't know. We don't know what the Mets are going to do with all that money. And they got the $20 million rebate on Cano, which really hurts. Because that's twenty. That's a good point. That's here. a really good point. Money, money. Yeah. No, that's a that's a <laughs> um, good point. I didn't think of that. But but yeah, it is it is it is a bad feeling when you see 80, 80 people let go from the Phillies, and you're saying, "Wow, yeah." Um, Day before it is Thanksgiving. That serious. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That serious of a financial situation, but they're still a big market team that that needs to spend money to win. So I'd be disappointed if they don't at least get something like that done and maybe one other move. Yeah. John, good stuff, man. I always love checking you out. I'm sure you're going to be very busy tomorrow with, with all your duties with the Eagles game. But, you know, wherever you are, tweeting out as well, you do a great job, man. Fun, fun talking to you. you. You too, buddy. I miss you, and uh, hopefully we can see each other in 2021. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, what, we're, we're a month away from getting out of this year. So let's, let's hope for better news in 2021. Amen. John, all the best, man. Happy holidays to you and your family, and take care, man. I'll talk to you soon. You too, Rob. Have a good one. Take care. That's John Clark from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.